Nancy here. Welcome to my Wednesday Wellness Podcast. As I started last week or the week before, I'm going to continue answering frequently asked questions. A couple of frequently asked questions I get are actually related to carbohydrate. If you haven't yet listened to the podcast on managing healthy blood sugar, I encourage you to do that. But for today, we're going to focus on two questions. One is, how can I manage my sugar addiction? And the second is, why do I gain weight when I eat bread? Okay, I'm going to answer the second question first because it's actually the easiest one to answer. When we eat carbohydrate, no matter its source, it causes the body to retain water. So if we have a day where we ate a fair amount of carbohydrate, but we hadn't been eating much carbohydrate prior, and then we get on the scale, we're gonna say, oh man, all that bread I ate yesterday caused me to gain weight. Well, it did cause you to gain weight, and it's water weight. It didn't cause you to get fat. You don't get fat overnight. You get fat by eating too many calories, more calories than you burn, over an extended period of time. But if we have been eating a very low carbohydrate diet, and we've lost water weight, and then we add carbohydrate back to our diet, we're going to gain water weight, and we're gonna see that show up on the scale. So don't worry about it. If you are managing your caloric intake and you're eating a balanced, healthy diet with about oh, 40 to 45% of your calories from carb, that's gonna allow you to get enough fiber. And then about 20% of your calories from protein and the remainder from fat, which is gonna be around 30 to 35% of the calories from fat, you're gonna be consuming a healthy diet and you are going to retain water because that's what happens when we include carbohydrate in our diet. Please let me know if you have additional questions on this topic. Now let's answer that question on how to manage a sugar addiction. First off, people tend to want to apply labels to things. And I'll give you an example. People will say to me quite frequently, oh, Nancy, I'm an emotional eater. Well, truly, most of us do eat emotionally. We eat for joy, we eat for sadness, we eat for just simple hunger, but we eat for emotions. And we tend to want to label ourselves. So I'm not really a big fan of labels. Now let's talk about the label, I have a sugar addiction. Human beings like sweet things. So if you like sweet things, you are human. Isn't that great? There are people who do have a different response to sugar than say other people, but most people are not truly addicted to sugar itself. When we eat something that has sugar in it, it's usually sucrose, 
and um, sucrose is a what's called a polysaccharide. It's made up of glucose and fructose, and the body digests that carbohydrate into those two molecules. And then glucose is used for energy um, as a direct source of energy in the blood, though fructose can take a different pathway and then become energy as well by going through the liver. So we're going to use um, sugar for, for energy. And we like the taste of sweet things because most things that are poison are actually bitter. And very few things that are sweet are poisonous. So as human beings, we trust sweet. We also recognize that sweet gives us quick energy that we need because it is quickly um, digested in the, in the small intestine. And once again, I encourage you to look at listen to that blood sugar management audio that I did a few weeks ago. But back to the sugar addiction idea. So, you know, truly you like sweet things. And when we eat sweet things and the glucose crosses the blood brain barrier, that glucose creates a feel good hormone known as dopamine. And truly, it does kind of act like a drug. You know, um, addicts, drug addicts are called dope, dopes for a reason. It's because the, this chemical produces dopamine in the brain. And so sugar does produce dopamine in the brain. And some people actually produce dope, more dopamine based on sugar consumption than others. But in general, most people are not addicted to sugar itself. We're addicted to the sweet taste. So if you think you're addicted because when you finish a meal, you want something sweet, well, it's probably a learned behavior. You associate finishing a meal with changing the taste in your mouth. So if that's the case and you want to reduce your sugar intake, then my suggestion is to go brush your teeth. Now, if you're one of these people that if you have something, say a bag of candy in the house and you open it and you eat one piece, you can't stop with that. Again, it may be a learned behavior and I encourage you to begin to change how you eat those sweet things and eat them mindfully and say, I am going to eat this piece of, you fill in the blank, but my policy is going to be that I sit down and I taste it and I savor it. And then when I'm done, I could change the flavor in my mouth. I could brush my teeth so that we can stop the cycle of sweet and then next happens salty and then back to sweet. We have a tendency to do that with snacks. But again, there are very few people who cannot change their behavior. And then lastly, I'll mention substitutes. So you may want to, if you like, say, a chewy, um, crunchy, sweet treat, instead of maybe going for a Snickers bar, perhaps you take a date and remove the pit from the date and in its place put a nice nut whatever nut you like 
It can be salted or unsalted. And then a small piece of at least 70% choc uh, cacao chocolate. And I would suggest probably 70% because it's going to mimic milk chocolate more closely. And um, take a bite of that and chew it mindfully, but put it all together in your mouth as a bite and chew thoroughly and get that sweet and crunchy and chocolate. And this is a substitute for say a candy bar. But regardless of substitution or not, you definitely want to eat that little sweet treat mindfully and pay attention. But this carbohydrate is gonna be more slowly absorbed than other forms because there's some fiber involved in that date. And you have some fat in the chocolate and some fat in the nut, so it is going to leave the stomach more slowly. And so this is gonna be a little healthier choice. But if what you really want is a chocolate kiss, then sit down and unwrap that kiss slowly. Smell it. Put a bite of it on your tongue and just let it melt slowly and really, really taste it and identify all the flavors that are in that chocolate kiss. And I'm here to tell you, if you look at the ingredient list, you're gonna find there's artificial chocolate flavor. It gives a very powerful sense of chocolate, but you will also, once you've really started tasting, you may actually taste that artificial chocolate flavor as well. So my answers always go back to mindful eating. If you have questions about this topic, please let me know. And I look forward to having you listen to my podcast next week. Thanks for tuning in. Nancy out.